hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. I am Danny Sheriff. I'm a certified fertility awareness practitioner and nutrition therapy counselor, functional nutrition therapy counselor. And Today we're talking about unexplained infertility. So I have a few notes up here on my screen. So if you see me looking away, it's because I want to make sure that I cover everything I want to cover in this episode. This is for anyone who has been told that they have unexplained infertility and are looking for some answers. Because 
nothing could possibly be be more frustrating and upsetting than we don't know why you're not getting pregnant. That said, this video is not and cannot answer all or cover all issues about why you have unexplained infertility. What I'm actually trying to achieve with this video is reaching the people where their unexplained infertility is not so unexplained. So there are absolutely people out there who maybe are incompatible with their partner, who maybe have a hostile uterine environment, you know, who have had all these types of testing, who have really healthy menstrual cycles where all of aspects of their cycle have been checked, they're not getting pregnant. And that makes sense as this is unexplainable to us at the level of knowledge and science that we have at this time. But I'm telling you, as fertility clinic practitioners of some, de of some degree, fertility coaches, we see a lot of people who are told they have unexplained infertility and we can look at their labs and look at their intake forms and look at their menstrual cycle charts and it's like, <laughs> what do you mean? You, this isn't explained. <laughs> like I see it all right here. So this video is really to just put the, you know, there, there are people out there going down the path of unexplained infertility who have just not been given this information. So if you found this video and you're not already a follower of this channel, um, maybe it's because this is the right topic for you. So we are going to go over some common reasons that people cannot get pregnant that are actually completely resolvable and that are often flagged as unexplained infertility in fertility clinics and with like regular primary care doctors and stuff like that. And then we're going to go over why they're happening afterwards. So I'm going to say like, these are reasons why you might not be getting pregnant. And later I'm going to be like, these are reasons why those things are happening. Then I'm going to go over what actually inspired this video because it's going to kind of put some context a little bit into play. Um, and I just want you to remember that, you know, these are also issues that are going to get in the way of fertility treatment being effective. So in case that's a question like, yeah, okay, well, if those issues are a thing, will fertility treatment work? Yes or no. For some people it will work and for some people it will not. And that is why in our practice, we're so passionate about getting those, these particular issues under control, because even if um, you can't get pregnant naturally, or just, you know, quite frankly, you shouldn't want to wait. Um, at least these, these fertility treatments can be more successful. So let's dive in. A lot of the time, our practice attracts a certain type of fertility issue. So we specialize in hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is the complete absence of a menstrual cycle. And that is happening because of low hormone production. They're basically, you cannot produce any estrogen. You can't produce any hormones really um, effectively. And your body's in survival mode. And this means that we actually see like, that's the most severe side of the spectrum, right? You are producing so little hormones that you don't have a period at all during reproductive age. 
But there's a spectrum. And I actually think that people whose menstrual cycle disappears entirely are often at an advantage because that is a very clear sign that there is a problem with hormonal production. There are still a lot of people who don't get the information they need and they have no idea that it's called hypothalamic amenorrhea or um, hypogonadotropic hypogonadism or any of those names that it can be. Uh, They still don't find that out. But for the most part, it's an easier symptom to get to the bottom of what's going on. However, people who have a slightly more robust reproductive system or hormonal system will basically just have extremely down-regulated hormones. So they're still having a menstrual cycle. So it's like a bit more confusing, like what's wrong? Most people don't have an in-depth understanding of what a healthy menstrual cycle should look like from day one to the, you know, the last day of their cycle. They just don't understand all of the nuance. So it's hard for them to really wrap their heads around it. And like, there's not that, it's, it's hard stuff to learn. Like you really have to dive in. Like I went to, I studied it. You know what I mean? Um, so with that said, Low hormone issues can be identified through lab work. And I want you, if you're thinking, well, my labs all came back normal, so I'm going to leave, stop, please. No. (laughs) If they all came back normal or kind of low or a mixture of low and normal, I am absolutely talking to you. And one of the biggest issues we come up against with our clients and their, their fertility doctors and stuff is that, well, my labs are normal. So this doesn't make sense. I have a period. I'm ovulating. My labs are normal. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Show me the labs, right? So different practices have different reference ranges, reference ranges, but you'll find that the range of normal is quite large, right? So it's all over the place. You know, we consider someone with an estrogen around 50 to be quite low um, as some practices will wait till your estrogen is basically undetectable but you can also have HA at a much higher number than 55 you can have HA at an estrogen reading that is quite normal it, you have to be able to look at everything and you have to understand the the optimal ranges not just your doctor's reference ranges so having everything come back normal is considered normal for a low hormone issue. Uh, and if getting that looked at is something that you're, if you're like, wow, how well I need, you know, a second opinion on that. We do provide that. So you can, I'll put the link in the description below and you can book, like fill out our coaching application and if you want to do like a one-time consult, you totally can. We'll relook at your labs and your intake forms and help you get to the bottom of this. But yeah, it's um it's really quite common. So please don't get confused by your normal numbers. And please don't let, you know, a low hormone issue get confused with PCOS and you go down that route and you end up making your HA worse. It's really important to have that information correct. We see that a lot. Okay. The next one, um, and this, I was just inspired by this like today, low blood pressure. 
right? If you have low blood pressure all the time, you go to your optometrist appointment, they check your blood, they're like, oh, you have low blood pressure. You go to donate blood and they mention you have low blood pressure. Maybe you've even been rejected from donating blood. Your doctor takes your blood pressure. They're like, oh, is your blood pressure always low? You're like, yeah, I'm so healthy, you know, because they'll tell you that. Like when I had um, low hormones, not even not even full amenorrhea at that point, and I tried to donate blood and they're like, so we actually can't take blood from you, but it's not, you know, there's nothing wrong. It's just you're so healthy that your blood pressure is like so low. And I was really proud of that fact, like back in the day. I was like, oh, how efficient my body is. <laughs> Look how fit and healthy I am. No, low blood pressure now is a, I'm fully aware, <laughs> is a massive red flag. So I do not want to have low blood pressure at any of my appointments. Um, and it, it's a really good indicator that you are downregulated and you are not functioning optimally. So if you are one of the people with normal labs and everyone's telling you how healthy you are and you have low blood pressure, ding, 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 ding. This might be your problem too. Okay. If you have irregular cycles is a big one. Okay. So this is a bit broader of a topic, but your cycle really shouldn't deviate much more than eight days per month and then if you are experiencing longer cycles and shorter cycles you are most likely experiencing issues with your follicular phase and your ovulation right so even if everything's coming back normal and they're like oh my gosh you are ovulating this is fine um, but you're not getting pregnant and you're seeing that issue with your cycle there's a problem with the ovulation whether it be egg quality whether it be ovulation quality these are all possibilities and then on the other side of the spectrum less common but absolutely a thing is low progesterone causing short luteal phases so in our practice we see this actually a lot in women who go from having no period to a period but if you go from having an existing period uh, for a long time and you're cycles are irregular meaning they're different lengths all the time it's usually less likely to be the luteal phase itself that's usually going to be more stable um even if yours is always short so short would be considered eight days post ovulation right you've confirmed that you've ovulated hey do you know what your blind spots are as in do you know what it is what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back look it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things but in our practice what we tend the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing and these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing, whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body, or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially 
affecting your recovery today. So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect. And then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery. So to get the checklist, all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you. You can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you you know, systematically kicked it to the curb. So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot, and it will be waiting for you there. And then you bleed eight days later. That's really short. And it's probably always going to be roughly eight days, give or take a day. But your ovulation phase could be all over the place. So we really want to get to the bottom of where is the breakdown? Is it in estrogen? Is it in progesterone? Are you ovulating? Are you not ovulating? Um, We even want to know, like, is it thyroid? Or are we seeing issues with thyroid? The thermostat of the body is super important. Um, And that's going to help us really get to the bottom of, like, where is the issue when it comes to conception actually happening? And it could be happening in all of those phases, right? You could be ovulating way too late and then you ovulate at really low temperatures where it's just not going to be sufficient for you know sperm egg meeting doing the thing and then you could have really low progesterone and it's just no you need that in order for the egg to implant so it's really valuable if you have if you've just gone to a doctor got lab tests and they're like mm, and you've never done any fertility awareness tracking to understand where this breakdown is happening in your cycle. If you don't, if, if everything I'm saying is just a totally different language to you, this is a massive opportunity. I know it sounds scary, all these hormones charting luteal phases, what are you talking about? It's not. Um, it's a lot upfront, but you can understand it and you can understand it pretty fast, especially with your level of motivation. Okay, um, we we talked briefly about like you have no period. <laughs> That's a huge one. You know, you cannot get pregnant if you are not having even the suggestion of a menstrual cycle. So that's going to be a really big one. Now, those are the main ones that we see in our practice based on the issues that we help people resolve. Now, of course, again, there can be anatomical issues, meaning a problem with how your actual reproductive system is built. There could be issues like endometriosis. There could be um, there could be an issue with like the compatibility of you and your partner. Those are all real. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of people are getting fertility treatments. I'm being told they're unexplainably infertile for no reason. Now, I've met unexplainably infertile people. I've worked with them. We've gone to the bottom of it. I've been like, look, you know, you're, menstru- you're cycling. Everything looks good. You're not getting pregnant. This is weird. Now let's go and do all the diagnostic testing, get all of the ultrasounds. But more often than not, (laughs) we can get to the bottom of it with actual investigation through lab work and menstrual cycle charting and learning about your lifestyle and behavior. 
around food and exercise. So here's the thing. All the issues I explained just now that contribute to this unexplained infertility epidemic that we're dealing with are most commonly caused by you being so healthy. You're over-exercising, you're under-eating because weight loss equals health, which is a totally bizarre concept if you actually think about it. Um, You've lost a lot of weight over some period of time. I don't care what period of time. You just have lost weight. Um, Or you work constantly, chronically to try to lose weight. You diet to any extent, including intermittent fasting, including um, just like types of food restriction, like I'm gluten-free, like I'm carnivore only, I'm, I'm keto. Those are issues. Um, and thus you're in a heavy nutrient deficit and you can stack, stack them on, right? I exercise all the time. I eat a specific diet. I've experienced a lot of weight loss and I'm go, 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 go. So those things all together, if you're, if I meet you and we talk about your issue and I learn that any combination of those things are a part of your life. I already know we don't need any further diagnostic testing until we've tried to resolve these things and been consistent with it and seen using menstrual cycle charting and some lab work, seen that those things are not working. You know, they always work. So the thing that inspired this video, I, I actually have had it on my to-do list for a long time. But the reason I was like, I'm doing it today, y'all, I was scrolling. I was scrolling. And I came across this video. And it's just, it's not an original video. I've seen, This happens all the time. And Ashley, Mishi, and I often share them with each other. And we're like, another one. And this one just like, I was done. You know what I mean? So... Fitness influencers sharing their infertility journey, like that will get me to stop and go look at their feed and investigate. (laughs) The wonderful thing about fitness influencers is that they tell, they share a lot with you. And so you can kind of scroll down and get a vibe when they're like, I'm going through IVF and like my fertility journey is so emotional and stuff. And like, I get that, but just we've, we see this all the time. So I can't not look at it from this perspective. So I scroll down the feed. I'm like, okay, in their, in their infertility journey, like, tell me about it. And there's just tons of, um, just like weight loss stuff, like ab shots, hardcore exercising, like, look how healthy and fit I am. Like, look how controlled my eating is. I am the picture of health and thus my unexplained infertility journey is like so unfair, but like, I guess that's life, ha ha. And so I'm, I'm looking at one of them where this is the case. And I tap on a video cause I see she's in like hospital gown type wear. And she's talking about her, I like she's going in for maybe her egg retrieval and She's just like sharing a story and and she goes at the end, does anyone, and I have like really low blood pressure and I like passed out. Does that happen to anyone else? And I was just like, "Ah!" 
<laughs> bing, 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 bing. Um, look, could it be absolutely genuine? Could she have tried all of these things? 100% it is in the realm of possibility. But do you think of all of the many, many, many lookalike accounts out there of fitness influencers, of which I see many because I'm they feed them to me all the time, so I'm just seeing there's so many of these like super healthy fitness influencers going through unexplained infertility journeys. You really think every single one of them actually have an unexplainable issue? No. No. No, 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 no. Women, most women can get pregnant. Is it unfair that some women can? Yes. Is it ridiculous to say that the amount of women who are suddenly infertile over the last 20 to 30 years? Okay, so that's really what inspired this was like, wow, these people have, I think, absolutely no idea that their lifestyle and the pressure they've put on themselves is the cause of their inability to get pregnant. And until you have tried these things, and this is a sensitive topic, like I know, I would never say this to a person like directly unless I knew more about their issue, because truly I don't. And I could only imagine how it would feel when you are not in a position to receive this information. I can only imagine how it would feel to be told this this facade you're putting on and like this way you are obsessively sculpting your body and controlling your food intake is the problem it would be unacceptable it would be insulting to the amount of time and effort and money they've spent on researching trying to understand why their period is missing but like yo someone's got to say it someone's got to say it someone's got to do it so if there's any part of you that's like, oh, okay, maybe that's me. This is worth a try. You cannot say I am unable to get pregnant and I need infertility treatment until you have tried to even understand where the breakdown is happening in the cycle. And if you are a crazy dieter, you need to try not dieting and see what happens. Try not controlling your food and see what happens. If you exercise a lot, and I'll tell you right now too, you may not have any idea what a lot is. You may think you don't exercise a lot and you really might because of the amount of uh, a caloric deficit you've been in and other factors. You know, this is just something for you to consider. And if you really just are like, I don't like this information, <laughs> then fine, you know, go down your fertility treatment route have that option if you just want to opt out of this option fine but if this if this helps someone if this helps anyone one person snap out of it for a second and be like oh that sounds like me and can they can go and resolve that and get pregnant naturally it was worth it so i think that's it I guess I'll go back over it, right? Over-exercising, under-eating, rapid weight loss, heavy nutrient deficit. It could be you. 
my phone is ringing. Um, if you like this video, please like and subscribe. Thumbs up and let me know in the comments. Did this resonate with you? Was this interesting? Or do you just like hate me now? <laughs> okay, bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for 
anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense, real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily so if you do that you're doing a service to all of the women 